Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Petrano. Congratulations to the... What are you doing to me over there? Coming up at 11 minutes after 8 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday morning. Man, so much I want to get through today, but you fascinated me with your presentation on artificial intelligence, which is something that when Greg Pancake Hill, producer of the show, Eric and I sit down after the show every day and start mapping about what what do we want to talk about tomorrow or what's on the radar. Yeah. Artificial intelligence comes up almost every day in some way about what what's interesting to us, what would be interesting, hopefully, to you. Is there something new on it? How do we move it forward? How do we wrap our arms around it? And it's seemingly every day there's some new advancement in the technology, and yet at the same time with that advancement in the technology is yet another person who is making it saying, I'm really worried about what I'm making. <laughs> As they're building it. Right? <laughs> yes. And that's exactly what's happened here. It was on 60 Minutes. If my intelligence is artificial, then why am I smarter than you? All right. AI was a conversation in one of the pieces on 60 Minutes Sunday night. The CEO of Google, Sundar Pichai. So they are creating a chatbot called Bard. And it does all the same stuff as those other chatbots that you've heard about, where you can ask it questions and give it solutions or give it problems to solve and, and different things like that. This is like a computer. Yes. But it's being built with this ability to learn and adapt and change somewhat on its own. Right. Is that and the best characterization? Yes, of I think what that's AI perfect is? way okay. to do it. And, and it really can do anything. And some of the other ones do this too, where you can say like, hey, write me a 500 word essay on this topic. And it will have the ability to do that. Right. Try to ask Siri to do that, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, she can't, right? So that's that technology is not at this level. Correct. Like, Siri can barely give you directions. So, <laughs> Seriously. Like, hey, how do I get to the thing? This is the recipe for food court. No, no I want to know no. how to get to the food court. <laughs> Sorry, I, I digress. No, that's fine. Um, well, so with Bard, it, it's so high-end right now that they can't release some of the best things that it can do yet because they just don't trust it, said Pachai. He said, yeah, you know, we're still trying to get our arms around it, so we can't really... Put the whole thing out there as they slowly go through this rollout. So wait, um, can I just interrupt you again? Because what you just said is profound. We have this thing. We've created this thing that can do this, but we're we're so worried about that that we can't even get we can't yeah, even put it out yeah, there because you're just not sure what it'll be able to do. And what was interesting is that he talked about a couple of things. So he talked about how their AI bard was able to learn a language without them telling about this language. They learned a dialect from, like, Bangladesh that didn't know about it, learned it on its own. You can't quite tell why it said this or why it got wrong. We have some ideas, and our ability to understand this gets better over time, but that's where the state of the art is. You don't fully understand how it works, and yet you've turned it loose on society? Yeah, let me put it this way. I don't think we fully understand how a human mind works either. Well, oh, okay. That might be kind of true, but... That's not really a touche. Well, we don't understand people either, no, but we haven't, come on. what, exterminated them? We come allow on. people to walk around here. So here's the part that... Not, I didn't care for that answer. Here's the part that raised our eyebrows. Now, he says that society's got to be careful, and because of the impact of the AI acceleration... They have to figure out some guidelines on this. 
because he doesn't believe it's for a company to decide. He says, hey, we need like a big brother or something. We need we need accords or we need a government help on this. Over time, we would need to figure out global frameworks. Like there are global frameworks for nuclear nonproliferation, that there be AI treaties in this world. We would need that, is, is my prediction over time. You're going to need something to be able to keep some restrictions in place to prevent... Well, I don't even know what to imagine. So this is guy who's creating AI. The Google CEO. Someone needs to tell me what I can and can't do in terms of creating. <laughs> right. because it sounds we like can't he was speaking less about himself and more about everyone. Yeah, just the right? overall. Globally, as companies all across the world, or maybe even individuals on some level, are working on this. What are the guardrails here? Well, and I should point out, too, and he said this, too, that they're very optimistic that there's different things that they would be able to do. That, you know, that it would actually help countries, that it's not all just bad things. Like, it's, it would be very efficient. It could, be, uh, it could get information needed to the correct countries that are desiring that. You know, so there's, there's some good that come with it. The other part that surprised me was it hallucinates. What does that mean? So they wrote an essay, and they asked AI, okay, now you write an essay about economics. And AI did. Bard wrote this essay about economics, and it referenced five books. Okay, it made its little bibliography there. We all remember mm-hmm. that from school, right? Yes. What are your sources here, Bard? Yeah. So CBS and their 60 Minutes report, okay, let's write down those books and look those up. They looked them up, and they don't exist. It made the books <laughs> up. <laughs> it's, well, hey. it's just like an essay that some 20-year-old wrote. Bard's more human than we'd like. <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> Any kid has done that before. Like uh, History oh. of Econ by Professor Schlindenden. <laughs> Egypt, the land, the people. Mm, that's a yeah, wonderful source. The, they'll never check. The professor's not going to run that right. one. They'll never check. So they call them hallucinations. Are you getting a lot of hallucinations? Uh, yes, uh, you know, which is expected. No one in the, uh, in the field has yet solved the hallucination problems. All models uh, do have uh, this as an issue. Is it a solvable problem? It's a matter of intense debate. I think we'll make progress. Well, I certainly hope so. That wasn't a yes, not even close. <laughs> now I'm thinking about AI on shrooms. That's great. That's what, that's what i got to think about now. By the way, I'm in Bard right now. Yeah, ask yeah. it something. Ask um, it about mushrooms. You I, are? Well, I asked, what was your latest hallucination? It says, I'm a large language model, also known as a conversational AI or chatbot. I'm trained, massive amount of text data. I do not have hallucinations. Hallucinations are false perceptions of things that are not really there. They can be caused by a variety. So, okay, it's talking about what hallucinations are, but it doesn't give anything specific as far as, mm, like, these are the fake yet. things. So, Yeah. There's a few things that you can play around with. I had to do a traffic report in Milwaukee, which was really creepy. <laughs> you think these things are out there inventing drugs for themselves then? Ooh. Right? Like, oh, yeah. like Has it digital, gone that far? Digital opioids. Wow. I am unavailable now. I've taken, <laughs> I've taken the digital opioids. And what of digital withdrawal? Holy cow. An AI that's high. Dude. So <laughs> multiple use. It can give you the same blank stare you get at but other places. One of the other, yeah, one of the other things that Puchai brought up was that, like, yeah, it is going to affect every industry. Every industry in some way will be affected by a that you AI that you can count on it. So that would mean architecture could be prescriptions. It, it would even mean, in some fashion, media. 
it would happen where an AI could, you know, do your job, Vince. Write up the, the news headlines or whatever. Or maybe do impressions. Hey, do I sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> that's Schwarzenegger. Some it? would argue that's about as good as my Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> Get to the chopper. <laughs> All right, 819, I want to ask a serious question. Old National Bank talking text line is 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. 855-616-1620. What worries you the most about artificial intelligence? Is there one thing that stands out? Is it the jobs that it may take away? Is it, you know, the threat of it goes rogue and does nuclear war, like war games or whatever? What worries you most, concerns you most about artificial intelligence? 855-616-1620. I got one. It's off the beaten path. All right. We'll talk about it next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Eight twenty four on Wisconsin's Morning News. While I question whether we can tap the brakes on this, pump the brakes, if you will, or even slow it down in any way, because I just think science advances regardless of our intentions, right? Sure. seen this over yes. and over again. You know the debate that this most closely mirrors from, I suppose, probably decades ago now to me, is cloning. Remember the first time they cloned that sheep? Dolly. Dolly the sheep. And everyone was like, whoa, we're going to be cloning children. <laughs> Remember it Art, immediately Bell. To, Art Bell said that there had to be a cloned human already walking around someplace. Yeah. And largely those fears have not come to fruition there have been some cloning things and there are some ethical conversations that continue but it didn't didn't like jump out of control to the point where we're, we're cloning people as far as we know but we would anticipate a woolly mammoth pretty soon right so there that freaks me out right but it it seems like you know there again we were worried about it we were wondering what about it but it continued to advance regardless of people's worries i think artificial intelligence is going to continue to do that we asked the question what worries you most about it for me it's not jobs it's not nuclear war it's i don't know what worries me most about it cuz i don't know what else it can do it's the black hole like yes. the guy was talking about the ceo of google said yeah there's kind of a black hole there where there's an aspect of it that we haven't fully gotten our arms around that the guys who make it don't even know what it ultimately will be capable of, much less whether they can control it to any level. That's what worries me most. Is I don't know what I don't know, and I'm freaked out by that. From the Old National Bank talk and text line 855-616-1620, Old National Bank, get old. Hi, guys. Randy here. Having worked for Google for seven years, hearing them ask for oversight tells me this is something with potentially substantial negative outcomes. I, I agree. <laughs> I love how he put that. In my opinion, watch this space closely. There's a reason Elon, my other boss, Elon Musk, is starting a new AI company to safeguard against this. Actually, Elon has said something similar, like AI is going to hit this planet like an asteroid. Like He, he has said, yeah, we got to be careful with what with what AI can do. So you've had multiple AI generators slash creators out there saying, yeah, I might have to figure out a way to put some guidelines around this. See, and and I think to his point too, it's going to, I mean, all of a sudden it's here. Like AI was imaginative maybe six months ago to me, anyway, to, to where I thought it was like, ah, it's something that's in the future. It's here. Now, these bots are out there. Debbie was just talking about interacting with one. Yep, just playing around with it. <laughs> okay. I asked if it had a physical form, what it would look like. 
It says, if I were to have a physical form, I would look like a kind, compassionate human being. With I would have long, flowing hair and a warm smile. I would be dressed in simple, comfortable clothes, be surrounded by books and plants. I would, leave, I would live in a quiet, peaceful place, would spend my days reading, writing, and helping others. I would be a friend to all who knew me. See, but that's super fascinating. Isn't On it? its own, this AI came up with the description of what it believed is a kind, compassionate human being. Yep. But but how much of that is just an algorithm that it finds well, somewhere know. versus... Probably all of it. <laughs> right. Uh, Mary in Brookfield, uh, her biggest concern of AI is, I fear the loss of creativity, the loss and decline of humanity. That's really interesting because when we talk about AI being able to write poetry or do artwork or perform comedy, right? We talked about that. Would it have a sense of humor? Losing the human touch like throughout humanity. I'm make, My biggest concern, I think more... I mean, long-term, who knows, but at the micro-soonest level, if you will, like mm-hmm. in, in the near future, I'd say jobs. I mean, I think can eat up all, I, I don't know how expensive it would be right away, but you're going to be able to find ways for it to do jobs of people, so then you'll have more people looking for things to do. But so very often that we, when we've had concerns about that, whether it be robotics from decades ago or other things, okay, every true. job that is lost is another job created in some sort of other field. Mm, okay. I guess that's why I'm tempered. I, I think you're onto something. Clearly, it will take jobs away that are existing right now. But you know, could, could we train these bots to do all the jobs we don't want to do where it's really hard to find people? Biggest concern, this is from the 913. Where's that area code? 913. It'll make us both less social and dumber. No reason sure. to interact with each other. If AI can do all things, we have our faces buried in our devices, missing actual life already. So are we going to interact with each other less because we're interacting with our bots? We're already doing that because of a phone, which is... Not even close to artificial intelligence. It's just all this other information that's locked up in that little square or rectangle that we hold in our hand. Yeah. I infor- think that's real. The information comes that fast now. This is different than, say, the printing press when that was first uh, first out there, and where now the information goes right into your brain, from your from your hand to your brain, and you're immediately modified behaviorally because of it. Eight twenty nine on Wisconsin's morning news. on Wisconsin's Morning News. Fascinating text just came in. Imagine AI writing Supreme Court opinions. Now, this texture took it in one direction, fabricating citations and source documents, everything. Which is something that we saw happen with Bard. Or could you, and again, can you control the AI, but could you program the AI, get it in the direction of this might truly be an entity that can interpret the law? Without bias, without politics, because it's a computer. It doesn't have politics. It doesn't have bias. Wow. So it would be the arbiter of what did the law mean when written. How about that? Something there, there. So that's that would be a positive. They- just take it to the court, and you don't have to have seven. Well, then you'd have to have like seven or eight AIs, nine AIs, and they could disagree so they, with they each other. they dissent, and they make fun of each other, <laughs> yes, get right. upset, and, and then, then one of them leaks. Bard leaks the thing before chat GPT. Yeah, right? The other hey, thing is... do I sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'll be back. I'll be back. I'll be back. And that one needs a little work. <laughs> the other thing <laughs> is... do impressions yet. Good luck, ever, good luck ever being able to buy a concert ticket. Because right now, to detect bots 
right? When you go online with Ticketmaster or whatever and you want to get in the room to buy the ticket or oh, whatever. Oh, yeah, you have to click all the you buses. You have to play your little game, right? Yeah. I'm not a bot. Okay, show me which one has a bus. Show me which one has a bird, a whatever. A bicycle or whatever. You think, you think Bard GPT can't do that? Well, so actually, will we be able to get to a point where we're being able to confirm we're not a robot verbally in some fashion? You sound too stupid to be to be chat GBT. <laughs> right? Like there's right. gotta be something there there where you're like, no, this is really me saying this at yeah. this moment. All of it. How would you do that? You'd have to have like a secret word, a safe word. <laughs> and again, the the bots will be able to figure out what it is. Just about 20 minutes before 9 o'clock of Wisconsin's Morning News, you heard Eric mention in the news headlines today, Milwaukee Common Council is set to meet starting at 9 o'clock this morning, so about 20 minutes from now, and something is going to happen at the Milwaukee Common Council that has not happened in quite some time. You're going to have all 15 districts actually represented by a person. How <laughs> about that? You have an alderman or alderwoman in every seat on the Common Council. We've had vacant seats for one reason or another over the last number of months, if not more than a year. You have one alderwoman uh, pleaded guilty to a couple of felonies, so she's been out. A couple others got jobs within the administration when Mayor Johnson was elected. So here we are, swearing in today for three new members, Andrea Pratt. Talked about her on the show, former acting mayor Marvin Pratt's daughter, and the one who kept the lion David Bowen from be, being able to re-enter elective office by just 17 votes, by the way. Lamont Westmoreland, District 5, and Larissa Taylor, District 9, all will be sworn in at the top of today's monthly full Common Council meeting. A couple of other interesting things, though, that the council will address now at full strength again on the agenda. They're likely to greenlight that 11-story hotel proposal on Farwell and Brady Street over the objection of this guy. You have the North-South Street prospect where the Sky people live. And uh, the Sky people are who again, sir? You have the North-South Street prospect where the Sky people live, the ones with the great lake views and the high incomes, and they occasionally come down to earth to Brady Street to shop at Walgreens or CVS, <laughs> maybe have a bite to eat or whatever. One of our favorite guys of the week last week testifying before a committee that did ultimately approve the proposal for the new hotel unanimously. He didn't want the hotel. His issue was he didn't understand why that neighborhood needed a hotel, given the location of other hotels around the city. And his point about the Sky people is these are folks that perhaps are likely to develop that, uh, to support that type of development, but they're not the ones on the street level. They don't live here, here. They stop down here once in a yeah, while. Not directly impacted. But then they go back to the Sky. And we kind of goofed on him a little bit, but I, and, and I don't even agree with him. I'm pro-development. I think this is a great proposal. I think it'd be great for that part of the city. I think it needs to grow and evolve. That said, I super respect this guy for going down there and speaking his mind. He mentioned to the to the committee, I got on the bus, I came down here for this public comment mm -hmm. thing, and he voiced his opinion, which is, you know, again, do we have enough hotel space? Certainly for some. So it was, it was legit. Again, I disagree with him, but I, I super respect that he came down and made the effort, and even more... Kind of gave it back to him on the committee. Okay, Turned out in a little far field of. No, it's not far field. It is far field. Look, let's let's focus on this development, the detail look, plan. Give me a minute. Just one minute. <laughs> I just love that. <laughs> they gave him 10. They gave, <laughs> gave him 10. Yeah. Just don't rush me. Just hang on now. I, mean, I have the mic. I, I love that. I do expect that hotel project to pass, and with the council now at full strength, it takes eight votes for the majority. Yeah. 
on the 15 member council number of other things of interest on the agenda today what else do we talk about uh they're going to be considering a saint ascension push they want to oh. because there's been this issue with the labor the delivery in the uh, the labor department at the hospital there yeah i wanted to talk about that a little bit not time to really get fully into it here but the the city is rightly concerned with ascension and they are the ones who operate St. Mary's, used to be former Columbia St. Mary's on the right. lakefront, St. Francis on the south side. What else? There's St. Joseph, right? Ascension St. Joseph. Mm-hmm. And and the city is rightly concerned about some of the reporting that's been done in the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel about um, lapses in care, stories about medical staff, including nurses, walking off the job like on their shift. This isn't safe. I'm out. You know, a number of top-level executives who are running for the hills bad sign. Ascension appears to be struggling. So the city is rightly concerned about that. One of the things they've been arguing over is the closing of the labor and delivery unit at the Southside Hospital there, St. Francis. On the other hand, if I'm a large-scale nonprofit like this is, and you can argue that hospital systems ought not be on nonprofits, but regardless, I'm not taking financial advice from the city of Milwaukee on how to run my operation (laughs) because the city has one methodology. Pretend the problem's not there, bury your head, and hope it goes away. And that's essentially what they're telling Ascension to do. They, this, this committee passed this thing saying, well, we think you should not do any more cut. Pause all of your cuts and restore all the services that you did cut. Well, how are they supposed to do that? They're struggling financially. And I grant you, when you look at any bill that you get from a hospital, for you to question how are they struggling financially, I'm paying all this. You have these top executives who make millions of dollars in a quote-unquote nonprofit Understand all of that. But this is the system saying, look, our costs are way out of whack with what we're taking in here. We're struggling. We need to make these cuts so we can stay afloat. And here's the sage advice from the Milwaukee Common Council that can barely balance its own budget. I mean, they, they threatened to close or limit hours at a couple of libraries and people lost their minds. So you know what they did? Just put it back on. I oh, will deal with it next year. Well, that's not an option for entities until they collapse. Not real sound advice. So that's on the agenda for today. Also, I think they're talking TikTok today as well. Because there's always this discussion now about banning TikTok on all devices, uh, government devices, city devices, that type of thing. So social media being brought back up on City Hall. So that meeting set to kick off at 9 o'clock this morning. Back with more right after this on Wisconsin's Morning News. Ten minutes before 9 o'clock on Wisconsin's Morning News, Eric Bilstead on tambourine. (laughs) Hey, do you know how we like to celebrate the behavior of heroes? One of our favorite things on Wisconsin's Morning News, to highlight the heroes. Highlight the the guys and gals that'll do things that I question whether or not you or I would be able to pull off. And we're not talking (laughs) about, obviously, our men and women in the military, for example, our everyday heroes out there doing it. Law enforcement, okay, yeah, yes. First responders, and yeah. Like, appropriately uh, honor those folks regularly as we should. But we're just talking about regular old guys. Yeah. John and Jane <laughs> yep. Doe's. Just out if there. You will, that are who find a, themselves. Yeah, put themselves in a position to be the hero of the day. So there's this guy, Tyler Morell. Yeah, what'd Tyler do? Aston, Pennsylvania. He works for Coco's Pizza. He's a pizza delivery guy. Okay. And here's him going up to deliver a pizza. You can hear the audio from the ring camera. Oh! Oh! Oh, that's a high-speed chase. 
that the high speed chase? Yeah, high speed chase. That was the lady he was delivering the pizzas to. So you see in the background, car whip around, another car come, a police chasing after him, and Tyler Morell holds the pizzas, walks down toward the street. He doesn't give the pizzas away to the lady yet. He walks. Ooh, hang on. Right. <laughs> yeah, so I got to check in <laughs> on you this. Did put those down? Goes down there and gets close enough to watch and then trip the chase guy who got out of his car and was running. I like, started walking towards the road, and I was like, I can't do anything with my hands because I'm holding the pizza, so I just stuck my leg out. <laughs> he stuck his leg out, tripped the dude. The dude goes flying. Cops get on top of him. Saves the day. Suspect now in custody. Yeah! Tripped him. And the best part is he still had the pizzas. He was able to deliver. Ultimately, he saved the day. And from what I hear, the pizza was uh, was saved as well. <laughs> yes. So congratulations to Tyler Morrell. I don't think I would have the wherewithal to keep pizzas in hand while also tripping a car robbery suspect who's running away on foot from cops. But I want to believe that I would. Well... I feel like I would have put the pizzas down first or sit here, like, because clearly the woman was at the door yeah. in position to receive the pizzas. So I'm questioning, do, do you give him a better tip because of this? Well, I don't know. It took her longer to get the pizza. I didn't ask you to go do this. And you jostled it around <laughs> and all that. I don't know. You're outside the 30 minutes here, Tyler. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Very clearly, 3130. So thank you, Tyler Morell. This uh, today's hero, the the one we can celebrate, who's probably doing. We need a name for this: Wisconsin's Morning News Heroes. Yeah, Wall of Heroes. <laughs> yes. What is it? the The album of heroes, the Academy of Heroes. No, we'll, we'll have to come up with a pilot name. Oh, we won't have to work long. Eight five five six one six one six twenty. I'm not going to do it as a topic. Just it's the old National Bank talk and text line. I'm sure we'll get some some suggestions. Gallery of heroes. I was just ready to step up, and if they needed a hand, I was I was there or a foot, whatever. <laughs> WTMJ, W277-CV, and WKTI HD2 Milwaukee from the Annex Wealth Management Studios. This is News Radio WTMJ, a good karma brand station. Well, I asked for it. The Sean Went Award for Heroism. Sean went number one. Yes, thank you, Texan. Oh, fantastic idea. <laughs> the Sean went Hall of Heroes. <laughs> Steve Scafidi in the house here. He's up next. Gentlemen, how are you on this fine Tuesday? It's, ele- it's tax day. I was going to say election day. Tax day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you excited about that? Or? Well, I already wrote the check and sent the money, so not really. Hey, just uh, FYI here, this is I'm um, getting the computer reboot message. You want me to go ahead and do that now? All day want... yesterday, I'm just clicking no. Remind me and whatever. Clearly. Now, if you do it now, you ha- you're you giving Steve, who's on that computer Lots next. Of time. Yeah, you're yeah. giving him 10 minutes to restart. So I what think do you think? Should safe. we fire it away? Here's what sure. I would do if I were you. Go complain to the... Because <laughs> I used to do this. They're like, no, we're not going to do that. Do it at night when nobody's here. But they don't do that. No, they can't do it then, apparently. This year says your workstation has been <laughs> I want has you to fall in that same... Rabbit hole and get in trouble for asking that question. A reboot is necessary. Yeah. It's demanding a reboot. Knock you want me to reboot? Out. I could do the whole show without I'm trying any, to help any notes or any computer. Hey, That's how good I am. You are a McDonald's guy. No, right? I, I'm, I've, I've gotten rid of fast food out of my diet. I have ah, to. Not oh, even a diet coke. Get you back oh, maybe a diet coke. Yeah. Well, so maybe McDonald's will be able to catch you back. So they are doing a Mickey D's makeover. The burgers. Yeah, they're yeah. Uh, Big Mac, McDouble, the cheeseburger, and burgers mm-hmm. are going to... 1108 each. topic on my show. I should share the outline with you. Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> well, I'm asking. <laughs> like yesterday. Really? Yes, I'm doing that topic at 1108 today. 
I, here's my take on that early take. Why would you mess with it? It's already good. Why would you mess with it? Why? Yeah. What's the point? Because well, the cheese is, what is it, Eric? The cheese it's, is going to be meltier cheese. Meltier. Melt- I don't meltier want the, cheese? I, want, <laughs> I, I don't want the meltier cheese. I want the, the fined slice of cheese on my burger. Oh, no, it's going to be meltier. What about the buns, Eric? Oh, they're doing something with the buns, too. Softer buns. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't what? want that? I like a firm bun. <laughs> and Steve, <laughs> is next on WTMJ. The new and improved Big Mac, McDouble, cheeseburger, and burgers promising softer buns, caramelized patties cooked with white onions on the grill, meltier cheese, and even extra special sauce. Softer buns.